You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 402, entitled Interview with Hernan Hernandez from Green Terrace Landscape. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every weekend, of course, for those questions and comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through. On that note, uh, if uh, you guys are wanting to get in on some of these interview episodes, you can do so uh, by uh, reaching out to me. Uh, Go to my uh, website at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com and just uh, go to the contact page and send me an email. Or uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you can uh, send me a DM. Or uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, uh, just scroll down to those show notes and there should be a link there to uh, send me a voicemail message and you can do that as well. Uh, I know it's actually uh, officially spring now when this episode is hitting uh, the air and being published, uh, and we're still cranking out winter interview uh, series episodes. Not sure how much longer I'll be able to uh, uh, continue with the interview episodes. So, uh, if you want to get in on that, uh, I would suggest uh, reaching out uh, ASAP. So, without uh, further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Hernan Hernandez to the show. Hey, Hernan, how's it going? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing uh, excellent. Uh, thank you for uh, taking Good. the time to come and uh, be on the podcast. Of course. Thank you. Awesome. So My pleasure. let's uh, dive right into it. So maybe uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah. So my name is Hernan Hernandez. I'm 25 years old. I grew up in Redwood City and San Mateo. My parents are from Mexico and Spain. My dad's been a landscaper for 38 years now. And he's 58 years old. Wow. So he's, yeah, he's uh, my mentor. He guides me through everything. The struggles he went through, he wanted to avoid that by pretty much teaching me not not to make those same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I started my business around the pandemic, a little bit before the pandemic. Okay. If I can remember correctly. Yeah. And so Green Terrace Landscape, I'm pushing forward to our electric tools. I currently use all electric tools except the leaf blower okay yeah because like like you've mentioned before in the interview with chris you had um that's the one that just just runs out so fast yeah you yeah. need the power right we're all used to these br 700 yeah. br 800 <laughs> and echo 770s and i'm used to that as well and i can't have anything less than that and i have i have the ego backpack mm-hmm. um okay Leaf blower, but it's nothing compared to the seven seventy. Yeah, yeah. Echo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll but be yeah, in, yeah. A little bit about myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice uh great little introduction there. So how was uh that whole like 
um, you said you started just before the pandemic. So, you know, you're a new business, right. um, you know, just getting your feet uh, <laughs> kind of on the ground. And then, uh, you know, the world goes into this uh, chaos. So what was kind of right. running through your mind at that time? Yeah, very odd time. I, I, um, so my son was born in 2020, February. Oh. And a little month before that, I uh, started my business because mm. I was employed under my father full time. Yeah. And my wife's a teacher. She's a fourth grade teacher, fourth, third, fifth grade, all that elementary school teacher. And I just, my dad set this example that my mom never worked. She's a stay at home mom mm-hmm. with four, four kids. There's four of us, four boys. And I just needed to take care of my family. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was young. I had no money. And I just, I just told my dad, Hey dad, I'm, I know I'm employed under you from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. around that time. And I was thinking I could pick up some clients. If you have any clients coming in for you, can you help me out? And he was, you know, he's my dad. He's a great father. He, he threw everything at me. He gave me a full days of work. Mm. He gave me a full Monday schedule and every single penny would go to me. Mm-hmm. But he, he also made me write down how long did you drive for? How long were you at this property? How much gas did you use? How much oil did you mix and all that? Yeah. So, so, and then the pandemic came and it was just quiet. I had, I had no potential customers. He didn't either. So that was super scary because he's such an experienced, well-known guy in the, in the city, in San Mateo. So that was scary for me. And I was just regretting it. I said, should I even do this? Mm-hmm. What, what do I do? Do I go back to school? And I just, it was a scary time and having a newborn, I'm not, I'm not sure if your kids were like this, Julio, but they, he just never slept. Mm-hmm. My son never slept at night <laughs> and I was super, super tired. I was a zombie during the day. Oh yeah. And, and just my God, a vampire overnight. So yeah, that's that, pretty much what happened during the pandemic. But thankfully I'm, I'm at where I'm at now, mm-hmm. more stable. That's crazy. I can only imagine. Yeah. I remember those days when my kids were, uh, they're both uh, in university now, but I can remember those days clearly. Um, um, I, and yeah, every time, uh, yeah, every time a friend or, you know, somebody I know is uh, going to have a baby, I always advise them, like, be ready for those first three months. You will get no yeah. sleep at all. It's just <laughs> nonstop. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy, right? And you have to be, um, you know, as a father and stuff, you have to be there helping your wife or your girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever, because they're yeah. just as tired and you could see, you know, just being at the end of the rope sometimes, um, mm-hmm. you know, you also, you have to be there to, to, you know, take that baby and give them some time or whatever. Cause you know, they're doing whatever they need to do breastfeeding and all that stuff. It can get exactly. pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Right. So, but it gets mm-hmm. better, right. As uh, you get past those first three months and things, it slowly yeah. gets better. They start to sleep more and all that stuff. And it starts to kind of get mm-hmm. a, a bit of a routine happening. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. My son's three now. It's a little easier. Definitely. Yeah. Easier yeah. Than, <laughs> than sleepless day. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I know um, for me, going through the pandemic in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, like, what is this? This is like crazy. Like, 
like all this stuff it is, is happening, you right? You can so, be out, but we're gardeners. Yeah, we're yeah, and all this stuff, we're not, right? It's, yeah, it's not in the office, yeah. Yeah, so I can imagine on top of that, having a newborn baby, like literally a newborn baby, yeah. uh, to yeah. have to worry <laughs> about and all this stuff on top of the <laughs> amount of stress and stuff. Like, even if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the baby wasn't keeping you awake, I'd probably be awake all night just thinking about what the heck am I going to do? What I'm going to, you know, I got to, right. you know, pay the bills and, you know, this baby's here and all this stuff, right? So, yeah, I can. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't imagine yeah. what you Great went through. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. you're, I think you're better for, you know, coming through it and making it out the other side and, uh, you know, yes. knowing uh, uh, the resolve uh, that you'll be able to handle those types of uh, situations uh, in the future with more confidence, knowing that, hey, you know, I uh, I made it through those tough struggles. Tough through that. And, yeah, that's uh, the toughest thing I've probably had to do in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So with, uh, you know, the pandemic, um not quite 100% behind us. It's still kind of a little mm-hmm. lingering here and there and stuff. So uh, now after a few years, is the, the lawn care business, is this your uh, main income or are you still doing sort of the split between working on your own plus working for your dad? Yeah, so I pretty much, I want to say a split, but we do split the days where he'll, he'll pay me for half a day, right? Yeah. After lunch or before lunch and vice versa, that'll be my half. Mm-hmm. First half or second half, that would be mine and his. So, yeah, that's pretty much my two sorts of income. Okay. But it's pretty much all the same, you know. Cash, yeah, yeah. check, Venmo, yeah. Yeah. So, what mm-hmm. what first attracted you um, to doing lawn care? Now, obviously, your dad was doing it and stuff like that. So, that's obviously going to be something yeah. that uh, influenced you and stuff. But um, was it something that you imagined doing when you were growing up? Yeah. So, no surprise there, right, that I want to be just what my dad does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as a kid, I've always wanted to own a business ever middle school, high school. Uh, I always wanted to own a business and I was also in sports and I thought, and I loved working out. So I thought maybe I can own a gym. Mm. Right. So then right after high school, I went to college, college of San Mateo, going into business and all that stuff, business financing, trying to figure this out, trying to, owned this gym, right? This idea I had. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just young and I, I guess dumb mm-hmm. to where I made a, I made a bad financial, um, purchase. I bought a, a, a challenger SRT. I'm sure I, I just yeah. listened to one of your podcasts. You, you wanted a Porsche 911, right? Yeah. You know yeah. About cars? yeah. At one point. Yeah. 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 So, that's what, that's what I did out of high school. I also, I wanted to own a gym mm-hmm. and I also, but I also wanted this car. Yeah. And I said, Oh, maybe I worked really hard. I was working with my dad in high school last two years, you know, short days and weekends. I'll work with my dad, save enough for this car. And I got it. You know, I put down, I put down everything I had. I put down $10,000 and he helped me co-sign. Mm-hmm. And and that's just, that's where my struggle started. Mm-hmm. Not just my baby and, you know, helping my wife out, but this, this car that's just huge payments, the yeah. gas, the insurance, the yeah. maintenance, yeah. the tires and all that. So, and my dad always told me to don't do what I do because I took this job when I migrated to the United States in the eighties. I took it because I didn't know the language. So mm-hmm. I did a job where no communication was needed. Mm. What under 
employed, right? Yeah, employed yeah. under somebody. So he always told me, I don't want you to do this. Don't do this job. Go to school. I'm, I'll help you pay for it. But I just always loved it since a kid. So mm. I think that's a, like to answer your question. I think that's where it started. Yeah. 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 It's one of those. Just, yeah. Since a kid. Mm-hmm. One of those things where um, it kind of calls to you, right? Not everybody uh, is made to do, um, you know, office work or things like that. Right. right. You're, you're just called. You just, mm-hmm. your personality, like I talk all the time about my short attention span and stuff like that. And yeah. doing residential lawns is like perfect for me. Like, I love it. It's like going exactly. one house to the next house is like a new job each time, new environment, new, yep. you know, new, I, new I, right? yeah, I actually prefer, mm-hmm. Like I know the the golden opportunity, the golden thing is to have you know multiple houses on one street. I and I understand that obviously from you know park of the truck mm-hmm. and do, but but I prefer doing one house and then driving to another street and and then going just because right. it's just part of my attention span is to be somewhere different uh, at the yeah. you know the next uh, thing right. So um, yeah, it just uh, you're called to do uh, whatever it is that uh, you enjoy doing. So uh, it's good in that respect that you're doing it. So are you currently? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming just a one-man operation. Yes, currently solo. Okay. Um, yeah, prefer a- that. Any plans for employees or anything in the future, or you think you'll just stay as a, a one-man like I did? Um. Yeah, I, I always looked up to just working alone. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was employed under my dad, I do. I did have another one of his employees, yeah. which is just different generation. You know, the guy was forty, fifty years old, mm-hmm. and I was. 20s young 20s and it's just different and things i'm learning on youtube and currently in school for this contractor's license and it's just i guess we just didn't get along because of that mm-hmm. he'll say do this do that and there there wouldn't be arguments but just not being on the same page yep and my dad's just like hey you know you're my son but you're also an employee so calm down a bit but he also he also told me he liked the way I was thinking because he he said, oh, I see you as, I guess, as a leader. Mm-hmm. I see you, that you're able to do this alone. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't plan on having employees anytime soon. I would just like to take care of my family, make sure my family is taken care of, I'm taken care of. And if that's, the, the schedule I have now, it's for until I want to retire, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I have great clients, great clientele. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super. Um, they're just great. They understand. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. They understand that the family time and all that. They mm-hmm. like, take off for appointments. My son, right? Dentist, all that. Doctor. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you also mm-hmm. mentioned that um, uh, you were using... Um, you know, quite a bit of a uh, electric or battery equipment um, in your business yeah. and being a, uh, you know, basically like a startup and stuff. Um, is that something you consciously decided to do because you like it? Uh, or mm-hmm. was it more of, um, cause I, you know, always hear about uh, very restrictive uh, laws and things happening in California. Is that just sort of yeah. forward thinking about what's, you know, going to be happening there? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. There are some laws here, California and San Mateo County too, where you can't you can't use gas equipment mm-hmm. um, except this day. Like in Burlingame, for okay. example, some clients there, we can only be there Fridays because oh. that's the only day we can use outdoor. Oh, okay. 
gas equipment, right? But throughout the week, if you have electric tools, you could. You could oh, okay. be there. Okay. And and it's a little bit of that. And also, I think people just prefer that mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's noisy. I'm not being biased here. I'm, I use this loud the 770. It's, it's loud. Oh, yeah. And imagine I use the isotunes earmuffs and I could it's still, I, I still can't really hear these podcasts I'm listening to or my music. But yeah, imagine yeah. someone walking by, imagine at least blowing full throttle on your client's window mm-hmm. and they're just right there. Yeah, yeah. They have their windows open. I think it's just a little bit of both and yeah, yeah. it's the future. I think we're heading that direction for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's very similar People to work from home. Yeah, very similar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of switching. Cool. Um, you know, I I uh, had a bunch of Milwaukee stuff and uh Uh was like um you know never really had the need to use it because of you know having gas equipment and stuff too and uh but uh last year made the conscious decision to like let's switch over and just see um you know uh, you know being a canadian uh, i think i've used this analogy before as well um you know big hockey fans here on this side of the the border Mm -hmm. uh and uh you know one person that everybody looks up to is wayne gretzky and one of his most famous quotes is you know when people ask you know how is he so successful in scoring so many goals and you know having so many records and stuff and uh you know he said i always skate to where the puck is going not to where the puck has been right so anticipating the future of what's what's coming exactly. right so mm-hmm. i thought you know what battery power it's it's coming so why not start using it now full time and then that way i can work out the bugs and kinks and sort of the processes and things that i need to do to start charging batteries and how that looks like and stuff yep. while mm-hmm. while i still have the opportunity to use gas if i need to if it doesn't work out if i have yeah. to you know and and thing in, t- in instead of waiting till it's forced on me and then trying to figure yeah. that all out at that time uh, yeah, and, and it's super new at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, very interesting um, times that we're in, and I found the same thing that mm-hmm. a lot of it. Uh, I started to I started to love using the battery stuff more than the gas, um, and a lot same, of it yeah. was not only um, you know just the lack of fumes and all that stuff, but also what you said about just listening to podcasts. It was like I could hear everything. Yeah, um, with mm-hmm. uh, with the battery stuff versus using a gas trimmer or you know things like that. I still you know it's different difficult still to hear sometimes when using like the mowers because i'm still using gas mowers and stuff um but right. you know in terms of uh the trimmer and uh i was using like, like even a handheld uh blower just for like grass clipping stuff obviously when it came to like right. the fall and leaves i was going to the gas blowers and stuff yeah um, but for just mm-hmm. the normal little cleanups or you know after uh doing your lawn mowing stuff i was just using the electric handheld blower and it was uh-huh. working working out uh pretty well for me um yeah i was just curious because i heard uh, uh like a lot of my relatives uh, live there in the cemetery area as well and they all are contractors mm-hmm. and landscaping companies and stuff and cool. i remember visiting in 2019 and going to one of their shops and they're showing me like all these like diesel trucks that they have these like dump trucks <laughs> and uh they're going um and on one side of his his lot he had like i think it was like three or four trucks and then on the other side mm-hmm. there was three or four trucks that were brand new um, wow. and he was saying that, uh, these trucks on the side, he says, these are only like five years old, but I can't drive them anymore. He says like, they're, they just put in this new law about diesels. Yeah. yeah he says, uh-huh. I can't, the, the trucks diesels. are 
practically brand new. He says, I can't even sell them here anymore. He says, I got to ship <laughs> them out of state to sell them. So he's like, I had yeah. to buy all brand new trucks to be able to continue. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's uh-huh. crazy. That's so, um, you know, res- res- restrictive um, all at once. So I feel, yeah, in terms of that, it's, it's difficult to uh, kind of um, navigate your way around, um, you know, the laws and stuff. But like I say, I think you're doing yeah. a good job with that, uh, kind of, uh, you know, embracing it and going forward with that. Yeah, I got to adapt. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, this next question is one of my favorites, and that's because every time I ask somebody like yourself who uh, works for themselves, um, I get a different answer. But when I ask somebody who is an employee uh, working like nine to five jobs or shift work and stuff, the answer is typically the same, and that is, how would you uh, define success? Jeez, I don't. Um... I don't know if I'm there yet or if I'll ever be there. But in my opinion, success for me, as my dad has also, you know, as I'm growing, he gives gives me life advice. Mm-hmm. Success for me is what, what your retirement comes down to. Um, because whether you own, whether you, you're renting an apartment for the rest of your life until you know, God wants to take you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just being, not not being stressed, right? Not being stressed out and your retirement comes down to, especially as, in, as a self-employed, that kind of falls on you, right? Yeah. You're saving. And if, if you don't take care of that, you're going to work until you pass or until you can't. Yeah, and then yeah. how, is, how, is your, how is that money going to come in? Mm-hmm. Right? And if you take care of it, Right now, you can retire and you can you can leave this earth, this life peacefully without yeah. any any struggle. So, to, yeah, to me, to answer your question, success is, is looking forward to my retirement, just relaxing with my wife, with my wife being retired, watching the kids grow, hopefully grandkids grow up, mm-hmm. helping helping where we can, just not have any stress of any debt, yeah, or money issues and. Yeah, whether we own the property, a house, or whether we're renting, to me, it's just being financially stable. That's, that's what success is to me. Okay, great answer. So mm-hmm. to give people sort of an idea of what type um, of properties you're maintaining and stuff, maybe uh, talk mm-hmm. a little bit about maybe um, kind of giving us an idea of what type of properties you're servicing and maybe what type of equipment you're using to service that at, uh, in terms of like mowers and stuff. Okay, yeah, so the type of properties I service are about not big, honestly. It's very different here in the Bay Area mm-hmm. compared to what I see on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they're about 3,000 square feet of the whole property. Yeah, sometimes yeah. the grass is 500 square feet to mow, and sometimes it's 1,000 square feet. Nothing, nothing overboard, honestly. And I usually, I mainly do residential. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple commercial sites. I don't even know if they're commercial. They're you know, duplexes, their apartments, there's a hotel. I don't know if that falls in the commercial category, but yeah, I do focus more on residential stuff. Like you said, uh, you know, going house to house, having a little break here and there, three minute drive, five minute drive, mm-hmm. gives you a break compared to the commercial stuff where you, you don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Which is of course worth it. You know, more, more work, more money, but yeah, that's, that's usually what I'm focusing on. I'd, I'd pass out flyers and residential homes Saturday mm-hmm. mornings, 
for about an hour and nothing too nothing too crazy in there for about half hour 20 minutes yeah property okay and the tools i use they're the ego i don't have the commercial line i just have their prosumer yeah lineup as they call it um i have the multi-head string trimmer i have the 25 inch uh hedge trimmer i have the ego mower the self-propelled not their select cut mm-hmm and I was using their handheld leaf floor and the backpack leaf floor. But like I said, the power, right? It just yeah. drains the battery way too fast. And I do have some clients who just only want um, electric tools. They, yeah. they don't they don't want to hear that gas stuff. And mm-hmm. it's some some clients it's because they want it. Yeah. And some clients it's because that's now their town law. Oh, okay, yeah. That you can't you can't use gas powered. So mm-hmm. I do carry I do carry all that stuff with me. Nice. But um yeah, I love it. I love the electric stuff. It's very easy, very fast. Just, mm-hmm. you just go. You just start it and go. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So mm-hmm. when I was um like I mentioned, got relatives in um, that San Mateo area and stuff. And when I visited them in the past, I've you know mm-hmm. uh, stayed at their homes for a few days and stuff like that. And I remember um, hearing some landscapers uh, coming to work uh, and getting up and looking out the window uh, early in the morning. And uh, it mm-hmm. seemed to be like a trend. I would see there'd be like you know either sometimes a you know basically like a pickup truck with mowers and stuff on the back. Uh, sometimes yeah. a single guy, mm-hmm. sometimes a couple guys. But they wouldn't not only just mow the lawn they would go through the entire like garden beds and everything within like 15, 20 minutes. Like they'd have everything. Yeah. Right. They'd be like mowing, mm-hmm. trimming all that stuff. But then there'd be another guy like in the gardens and just, you know, pulling yeah. a couple weeds and doing that. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like I've never, where I'm at here, yeah. it's just like you mow, you mow. That's it. You just go to every house and just yeah. mow lawns and stuff. If you're going to do that's a garden wild. cleanup oh. or something like that, it's kind of like a one time thing. Um, so I found yep. it interesting that they do it every week. Is that what sort of the, what you're doing? Yeah. So, I know you guys call yourself lawn care guys, but I'm, I'm a gardener. Okay. I do yard maintenance, right? Everything yeah. that's in your yard. I pretty much, if I'm going to go give an estimate, I'm going to go see how many shrubs you have, the size of lawn, how long it'll take me to do this, this and that. And I give you a price off that. How long will I be at your, at your place for? Mm-hmm. And I give you a price off that. And I was tell myself, I was tell my wife, like, man, maybe I should start a YouTube and, you know, so the rest of the world, rest of the nation could see how it is over here in the Bay Area, how mm-hmm. it is in San Mateo. It's not just grass. It's, it's everything. We do everything within 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and, and that's it. Yeah. Do the do the basics, do the yard work. Yeah. It's yard def- maintenance, not it's, just lawn care. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, an interesting, mm-hmm. like I say, I was uh, um, really surprised to see that because uh, it wasn't what I was used to. Um, see, yeah, and, and you know, um, where I'm from, the properties are all pretty much the same. Like when I visit my relatives there in San Mateo, it's, you know, other than mm-hmm. seeing palm trees and stuff like that, because of the warmer climate, uh, the properties yeah. are all about the same. It's all, you know, small, very small, you know, city type lots and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 3,000 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of those mm-hmm. uh, 3,000 to like seven, 8,000 is probably the yeah. uh, average. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you see a, a company and they're just mowing lawns and that's it, right? And if the customer yep. wants a garden mm-hmm. cleanup, then you quote them for that. Right. You go and do a garden cleanup or if they want weeding done, um, then you go and do that or something, right? But it's separate from mm-hmm. the mowing week to week. Uh, so exactly, yeah. Very interesting um, way mm-hmm. to do it. But the and the, the, the uh, other side of it is that the 
whole property always looks so perfect each time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what they want. That's what they prefer. And it's that's just the norm over here. Mm-hmm. And also, there's no there's no off season. We we do this twelve months out of the year, right? Yeah. Whether whether if the grass isn't tall because we're there every week, or because it's winter and it's not growing because it's cold, we do. We still leaf blow. We still prune a dead rose. We still pull weeds, mm-hmm. and just whatever is within your time frame, you just you're just there within the time frame, and you go. Yeah, yeah. And you still get you still get paid, like like you said, not what you said, but how you, how you do it, right? You yeah. don't always. You're not mowing, right, during the winter. Yeah. So how do yeah, you so. how do you um. Uh, handle like if a new client calls for example and um you know you you show up and you know maybe their lawn is a little bit or their gardens are a bit unkept at the time do you do like a separate like initial cleanup or do you just you know uh, sort of just do it all as that you know weekly price and and you know the first time just takes you longer and then after that you're kind of just maintaining Mm -hmm. it um how do you handle that situation Right, like a first-time cleanup? Yeah, like a first-time. Do you do like a separate first-time cleanup and then... Um, yeah, definitely. So the projects I do with my dad um, for, for those kind of um, potential customers, right? So yeah. You go to the property and it's just crazy. And yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty much a landscape job. It'll be a cleanup mm-hmm. to uh, get everything nice and neat, short, mowed, trimmed. And then whether they want a weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly, we would price off off that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, interesting to uh, kind of pick your brain on that because, uh, like I said, not too many people um, that I've uh, encountered that, uh, uh, you know, do that. Now, the other thing uh, mm-hmm. that I wanted to ask you about uh, is that I always get flack for. Every time I <clears throat> post a video on YouTube and stuff like that, people are always... Um, saying to me why are you bagging clippings like right why don't you just like side discharge or whatever right and i'm like uh-huh. we don't do that here on the west coast right. we don't you know exactly. from and i and i'm like from you know my limited times of you know obviously i'm in canada so i see what mm-hmm. i see here on the you know the cities and stuff here but when i visit you know relatives there in san francisco or if uh, i've seen mm-hmm. um you know similar driving through seattle or going through like oregon and stuff like that and i'm like it's like everybody's bagging for the most part, unless you're yep. on like a rural property and stuff, but for like the yeah. cities and stuff, they're bagging. So is it the same where you're at? Are you guys just all bagging everything? Yeah, we bag everything. We have a, I guess a strategy here where like a two man crew, or even a one, one man crew, you, you string trim first. Yep. Right. And then if a hedge, if a hedge needs to trim, you trim that. And then you leave that on the floor. You just leave it. Yep. And after that, you leaf blow. Yeah. You leaf blow everything on top of the grass. Yeah. If it's close enough and if possible, if it's not too difficult, you leaf blow everything on the grass. Yeah. And then now you just leaf blow the rest of the property, concrete, whatever, flower bed, um, dirt, pavers, flagstone. Mm-hmm. You pretty much just pile it up in one corner or whatever area you need. Yeah. And then after, and then after the leaf blowing, you mow the grass mm-hmm. and most of the trash is on there. It's yeah. easier for you. So once you mow it, grass is clean and you, you dump that in their compost bin mm-hmm. on there. And then after the, after the mowing, you pick up the clippings where you gathered it, gathered yeah. it with the leaf blower. Okay. Yeah. And then you just leaf blow the, 
the dirt, the breeze, whatever you didn't get with the rake yeah. and and bin, and then you're you're done. You go, mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah, that's that sounds very similar to. Um, depending on the time or the season that I'm in uh, with mine, uh-huh. um, what I do. Um, as we um, you know, go into the beginning here, I did my first cuts last week, and uh, mm-hmm. I typically skip this, the second week. Um, and then the, by the third week, that's when I get into like the regular weekly. But these first few mm-hmm. cuts of the season, before things, you know, it's still a bit chilly and stuff. Grass is still kind of growing yeah. slowly. Um, I was able right. to, uh, you know, do my edging and stuff and, and do my cut and then and be able to blow at the end. Uh, because there wasn't okay. much debris, but as we get into you know uh, middle of April into May, uh, and things just take off here, like growing six to eight inches a week, it's like so crazy wow. with all the rain and stuff that we get. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. then I'm, I'm like after trimming like the, the edges and stuff like that, there's just too much debris on the sidewalk. That if mm-hmm. I were to mow and then just blow at the end, I'd be just blowing like six to eight inch long grass clippings back onto yeah. the lawn, right? <laughs> so I switch right. it up and then you know, I do all my trimming, edging first, then I'll go grab the okay. blower blow all the hard surfaces, all those grass yep. clippings off back onto the lawn. And then I mow because yeah. the bagger will pick up everything. And then if I mm-hmm. have to at the end, depending, um, you know, I sometimes I can just leave it if it's, it looks all clean. But usually I'll grab the blower again and just touch it up uh, yeah. just to whatever little areas, right? Because sometimes you get, especially when it's so um, lush and thick here, you'll tend to get grass mm-hmm. clippings like sticking uh, to the wheels sometimes. And then um, you, yeah, as soon as you have you. to get them more onto the sidewalk to get to thing the, <laughs> the the concrete like grabs the grass clippings exactly. yeah right uh-huh. so it's like okay well i gotta blow it again right just to, to touch it up right and then in the yeah get into the summer and then i switch it up again because now the grass is slowed down and i don't need to do the mm-hmm. the two times uh, of blowing the clippings and stuff i can save it till the end again uh, and just okay. you know, maintain it so. so yeah interesting mm-hmm. uh very similar uh, mm-hmm. in that respect that you're blowing uh, in between, which you don't often see. You see um, yeah. you know, a lot, because a lot of these guys that are uh, side discharging, you know, uh, the stuff's going yeah, everywhere, right? Uh-huh. So, and then they're just blowing right. everything uh, back uh, over on top, on top of the, to the lawn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd get fired if we do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, client will let us go. We'll be like, no, yeah. I want to see trash in my compost bin. If not, you weren't here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I've had, um, and I can understand obviously on huge properties, like the, you're not going to bag huge properties, right? Uh, it's just yeah. too much to, to deal with mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but on smaller properties and stuff, like there's no, um, there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's no comparison between a side discharged lawn and one that's been oh, bagged. Yeah. Like, how yep. nice you know a bagged lawn looks and stuff compared mm-hmm. right there's there's just no it's just so sure. so clean and tidy looking uh yeah. just has this nice Definitely. like sheen and stuff to it um mm-hmm. so yeah so uh the next question uh that i ask is one um that uh, probably um, gives people the most uh, pause for thought, uh, one that they got to kind of think about. So I'm going to ask you the question, but then I'll take a quick break for uh, the podcast-sponsored ad and give you a moment to think about your answer, and then uh, we'll get into hearing your answer. So uh, the question I'm going to ask you is share a time uh, that you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. So uh, we'll get back uh, with your answer right after this. So stay tuned. Hey, Lenny Magno with Exmark here with some food for thought when it comes to choosing the right zero-turn mowers. What do you value in a zero-turn mower? 
productivity, reliability, cut quality, or a combination of each. At Xmark, we're constantly listening to our customers to ensure our Laser Z mowers deliver the right features, productivity, and uptime performance to help them grow their business. Visit xmark.com to learn about the innovations that make the Laser Z the green industry's most trusted zero-turn mower. Okay, Arnan. So um, maybe share a time uh, with us that you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. Yeah, so how I struggled in my business was, you know, early on around that pandemic area. Mm-hmm. I was just, I just wanted to work, right? I just wanted some sort of income. I, I wanted and I needed more income to support myself and my family. And I just um, did jobs very cheap, right? Yeah where at the end of the day you do the calculations you're there for four hours and i only made a hundred bucks mm. i only made 200 bucks and i said well maybe well maybe um word of mouth will will play in and i'll get more work more business but that didn't happen so like i've heard you mentioned a lot is you know price accordingly yeah and that's that's how it started my struggle. And then after that, it was, was pricing accordingly. And if they didn't want it because it was quote unquote too much for them, mm-hmm. then I just wouldn't stress about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it the price lower for them. Yeah. So that was pretty much the only thing. And like I said before, great dad, great mentor of mine. He just didn't want me to make the same mistakes he did. Yeah. And he made so, He's just always, we're always keeping in touch about that. Mm. I go, how are you doing? Any clients you got? What are you pricing? How long are you there? Are you doing anything for free? You shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, don't do extras for free and stuff like that. Don't let them take advantage. You know, mm-hmm. if they're going to let you go, they're going to let you go. Yeah. And you'll get the right clients at the right time. Yeah. So how did that mm-hmm. um, pricing accordingly uh, work out for you then? It worked out great. So just listening to you, honestly, and these podcasts and YouTube videos really helped. And like I've said before, earlier, just how long are you there for? How long are you there for? And how much did you get out of that Mm -hmm. check? Mm -hmm. But also subtract how long did you drive? How much money do you spend a week for gas? Mm -hmm. Um, If you have gas, or the leaf blower, how much how much gas are you getting? How much mixed oil are you getting to mix the gas? Mm-hmm. So the blower could operate, maintenance, stuff like that. I just, I pretty much just write everything down, everything that I spent to run my business. Mm-hmm. And then I pretty much subtract that from my income of my customers. Yeah. And so that's what I'm really left with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what business is. Yeah. How did your, uh, with your dad being in the business um, for so many years, um, Mm -hmm. did you talk to him about that? The whole uh, pricing accordingly and basically just not worrying about, you know, if somebody doesn't think you're too expensive to just kind of not worry about it and walk away and and turn down that uh, opportunity. Yeah, so the thing that I have, that I've always had, I don't know why, since I guess high school, Mm-hmm. is I never wanted to stress my dad. I never wanted to worry him. Yeah. So he never he never knew that I was struggling with a two bedroom apartment with my wife and son. Mm-hmm. He never he never knew that my business wasn't 
going the direction I wanted it to go or he had expected it yeah. to go. And that's why he, I guess he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's just my, my reason why I, did, I didn't tell him. Oh, okay. I didn't want to worry him. I didn't want to stress him out because, you know, he also has, he's aging. Yeah. And he was a heavy drinker, mm-hmm. which is affecting him now. He's sober now. He's been sober for 21 years. Awesome. But that, but that really affected us as kids. Um, you know, always being drunk, mm-hmm. uh, verbally and physically hurting my mom. Mm-hmm. And he regrets all that. And of course, it, it was a nightmare for everyone. Yeah, yeah. All of us, me and my three brothers. So now that he overcame that and gave us everything we could possibly want or need, I I never wanted to worry him ever again. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Sounds mm-hmm. uh, sounds like you have uh, uh, great respect for your father. I do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you offer? You know, you're doing uh, the mowing. You're doing that kind of all in one, like gardening cleanup each week and all that sort of stuff, making sure everything's all neat and tidy and stuff. Are there anything? Um, or services that you offer in your business that aren't necessarily um, like landscaping related, mm-hmm. like maybe power washing or window cleaning or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I power wash. I do power wash. Uh, one of my dad's clients actually gave us this really good commercial power washer. Nice. And yeah, I've done that a few times. Um, definitely. I thought it would be easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, we just stand there and, and spray. How hard could it be? Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely tough. It's still, it's still tough on your back. Oh, yeah. And everything. And what my dad does, too, there's a, you know, a lot of fencing here. Right? Okay, yeah. And my dad my dad offers painting services. Mm-hmm. So he paints their fencing. Whether, if they have a deck, then he paints their deck, too. Mm-hmm. So we do that. A lot of high fences. From landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard the saying uh-huh. that um, you know tall fences make good neighbors, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't talk yeah. to each other. Yeah, it's funny because like yeah. like I say, I visit my relatives and stuff, and in their neighborhood, and it's like, man, you can't even see your neighbor's yard or anything. It's like yeah. the fences are huge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seems to be like the normal thing out there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that would be an opportunity there, painting uh, fences and stuff. Yep. Yeah, done that many times with him. Yeah, very cool. So, uh, mm-hmm. what would you say is your, you know, uh, the days that you're working for yourself, or the mornings, or whatever it is, or afternoons, whatever mm-hmm. the day is, um, because you said it kind of differs from you know day to day. Um, yeah, what would you say is your favorite thing about being uh, self-employed? Um, not sure if you could relate, but just being alone i guess because i have my i have my vision of how i'm gonna do this how i'm gonna edge mm-hmm. and how it needs to be edged and i don't want to I, I guess go back and forth because i like i said earlier i've had that i guess bad experiences with my dad's employees just an older generation yep 40s 50s and yeah i don't know it just kind of always irked me i never looked forward to working in those days so mm-hmm. yeah i think just just um it's all on me mm-hmm. so whether it's something good i did a great job that was me if i did something bad then i need to fix it i need to be 
held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just being totally in control of everything. I think that's why I, I prefer it this way. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you can relate. 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I love about it yeah. too, is just being on my own, uh-huh. not, not having, um, you know, I've, I've been working since I was 11 years old. Uh, and for the wow. past, past 18 years, this is my 18th season doing lawn care on my own. Uh, uh-huh. so for the uh-huh. past 18 years, I haven't had a boss and I Good. could never go back to that. And right. just the, the office politics of having other jobs and employees that, um, you know, I had jobs where uh, some of them were unionized and, you know, I was always, you know, trying to better myself and work hard and stuff like that. And, it would, yeah. you know, you'd get into conflicts with other employees because they were lazy and but had more seniority and didn't mm-hmm. want to pull their weight. And it was like all this stuff. <laughs> and it was just like, this is like crazy. Like, you know, it's just, it is not it, it just this, all this like stuff. Right. So I was like, you know, being self-employed by myself, not having to worry about employees, but not all mm-hmm. having to worry about, you know, somebody telling you what to do, how to do it um, or, you know, what the case may be. Um, it's you it's all on you. Um, so yeah, yeah in that respect, uh, yeah, I get a 100%. Um, mm-hmm. what would you say, uh, what ways do you, uh, market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip? Yeah. So like I said earlier, just, I pass out flyers Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm off. Usually I go around, um, my route, my gardening route. Yep. You know, there's a route for a different day, right? So Saturday's coming up. I go do Monday's route. But I'll just drive and look around what yards need to be, need help. Yeah. And I just drop off a flyer, a door hanger, to be more specific. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. I put myself out there on next door. Okay. At the next door. But that's usually the only two, the only two that I've done. And I am looking to invest more into just advertising um like online facebook and on okay and whatnot yeah. and work with um you know brian's lawn maintenance right yep brian fullerton so he works with what is it postcard mania mm-hmm. and it's pretty much uh direct door mail yep and so you pretty much customize your flyers and whatnot they do that you they work with usps so that pretty much gets taken care of. So I'm, that's probably my next step, honestly, mm-hmm. trying to look into that because I'm about averaging one or two clients per month. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to speed that up, right? So I could be fully independent, full-time gardener. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just pretty much just get there and and then just, you know, repetition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you thought mm-hmm. of, I don't know, do you guys have like um, paper delivery boys or people or flyer delivery people or anything like that i'm not sure honestly maybe i should look into that yeah um that's something i've done in the past is i've had you know just at my own house um some neighborhood kid will come around you know uh, each couple day and drop off like you know the local community paper with like a bunch of like store flyers in it and stuff they just throw it at the front Uh door and i um you know, ask him one day, Hey, you want to make some extra money? <laughs> and he's like, what? And that's, I'm like, well, I've smart. got, yeah. I've got all these flyers here, right? If you, you know, yeah. throw a flyer at every house that you're going to anyways, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'll give you 40 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah like he's already doing it. He's already going to those houses. Right. 
right? And mm-hmm. it was like, well, that's that's dirt cheap for me and for him. You know, 40, 50 bucks, that's a massive amount of money. It's probably more than what he's making yeah. for delivering the flyers in the first exactly, place, right? Yeah, Yeah. so I did that a bunch of times uh, with the same paper boy and, and would do it like, you know, once a month or whatever and uh, uh-huh. pay him to just go through his route and, and throw it. And I got a bunch of jobs from it. Um, so just oh, a good. kind of a outside the box kind of thinking way of yeah. uh, uh, doing mm-hmm. something like good that. Advice. Um, what would you say are your uh, uh, future plans or goals for your business? Um, future plans is hmm, probably just getting where I want to be. Mm-hmm. For you know that just being fully independent, fully. Uh, having your schedule full, mm-hmm. pretty much a nine to five job, right? Yeah, and just having that secured without any worries, without any, I guess, um, you know, those customers that bug you about every single little thing that you just stress about, and just not having any of those, maybe as I grow, and maybe upgrading a truck. I got a 2007 Colorado, which mm-hmm. has had it's uh, issues recently mm-hmm. and maybe thinking about upgrading for that. So other than that, I think it's just going slow, but steady mm-hmm. growing and doing, just loving it, cool. loving the process. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of, uh, and you touched on this uh, already, but uh, I'll ask the question anyways. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the most common questions that I get in my business when I meet somebody for the first time or a new client or something like that, and we get to talking mm-hmm. a little bit, they're always like, so what do you do in the wintertime? So there in San Mateo, <laughs> uh, is there a winter or off season? Uh, and if so, what do you do in the wintertime? Uh, I don't think San Mateo was uh, necessarily hit by the crazy snow that happened there in parts of California this year. Um, no, but, mm-hmm. uh, so what do you do in the winter? I do what I do now. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm a gardener, right? Yep. And if that's why I guess people here don't really care about how their grass looks. They just care that it's cut. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't, we don't aerate. We don't, we don't, um, seed even. We don't all that. Mm. We just got fertilizer every season. Yeah. And, and that's it. People just want their their yards mainly right their garden yeah their property cleaned up most importantly the leaf blower mm-hmm. but you can leave the grass but if the patio or whatever has leaves on it because you didn't leaf blow then they they're going to go to the next guy who mm. will do it mm. right so yeah that's pretty much what i there's no off season here we do everything all year long every day mm-hmm. yeah all year long yep well, that's cool. That's uh, which I guess it's a good thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a good thing, right? I'm yeah. just uh, coming off of uh, was it been three, four months of uh, winter? Uh, wow. I guess. Well, it would have been this year. Every year it, it varies. So I think this year I ended mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of November. So it would have been December, January, February, and um, I guess most of March. I did some cutting already mid March, but then took the week after that off. So about three months or okay. so of uh, three months of, uh-huh. of, of being off, and we'll uh, start hitting it every week uh, starting this week. Uh, uh, actually, the day this uh, podcast comes out uh, will be my uh, cool. <laughs> my, my uh, sort of first day of doing the regular schedule now for the rest of the this season weekly cuts. <clears throat> so awesome. yeah, I'll be hitting it hard after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, interesting, uh, that, uh, you know, you're able to, uh, you know, just with that climate being different, 
um, yeah. and, and, you know, warmer and sunnier and stuff uh, throughout uh, the entire uh, season uh, that you can do that. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. So is there, uh, I've told a bunch of uh, crazy stories uh, over the years mm-hmm. on this podcast of things that I've seen, witnessed, has happened to me um, while I'm on uh, jobs and stuff like that. Is there like a weirdest or fun story that has happened to you uh, during the course of your business or your time working with your dad? Um, I, I guess I have two mm-hmm. that I can remember. There was a time my dad picked me up from school. I was a small, I was a small boy. And then I just, he, cause he, he always helped out his family. So people who migrated from Mexico, yep. you know, whether his, it's his, it's a younger cousin or if it's a brother mm-hmm. or younger nephew, he always gave him work. Right. Yeah. And I guess, there's some sort of miscommunication and my dad was picking me up, but we went to that property to see what was going on. And I just, I've never seen my dad so angry other than being drunk. Right. Mm -hmm. What he overcame. He just, I don't know. It scared me. It scared me because I was in, I was in the back of the car Mm -hmm. and he was going to come in, but it's just, I don't know what happened. Maybe you could help out or, then maybe this happened to you or it was such a big miscommunication with the client that you just, I don't know, go nuts. And Mm. I just remember him. I remember him pulling out this, I don't know what it was, some eucalyptus and he just threw it across the yard. He was just so, he was just so upset, which I don't know. I don't know what was said to him and, and this following and jumping on to the next part to, to the next story I have is, I remember I was trimming. I was trimming one of my clients' front yard. This happened last year, actually. Mm. I was trimming the front yard, super windy day, and all those clippings were just going over to their front neighbor, mm-hmm. right? And the woman comes out, and the older, older white woman, and she just starts yelling at me. She starts telling me to go back to my country, and mm. you don't even speak English, and what are you doing here? You're just taking space. And... I just remember my blood boiling so, so much because that's just the abuse that us, us Latinos get a lot over here. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't yell. I didn't scream at her. I didn't do anything she did. I just said, I said, ma'am, I'm very sorry. Um, I can't control mother nature, but I, I do have to satisfy my customer. I have to do these things. And if, and if the wind just happens to, come at the exact same time the clippings are falling and blows it to your yard. I'm very sorry. Like I can, I can pick up whatever I can. Mm-hmm. And then she just, and her husband comes out and, and all that to apologizes and all. And I, maybe my dad went through the same thing. Maybe, maybe the woman was telling his nephews the same thing. That's why he showed up and was so upset mm. that he pulled out that plant and threw it across the yard. Mm. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. I, that's probably the only two two stories I can remember. Mm-hmm. Do you, I don't know if he got sued or anything. I don't know. Do you have any, have you um, noticed or witnessed any more sort of like uh, pushback or things like that from being Latino? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but to get a little more personal, I do have tattoos on my hands. Mm-hmm. And that's just, again, from being young and dumb. Mm-hmm. 
And that's also another thing that I, I go back and forth with my father that like, you never gave me consequences, right? Mm -hmm. Like you should have told me this car wasn't a good idea to purchase at 19 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a $50,000 car. Yeah. And you should have told me tattoos aren't a great idea if you want to go in on this job. Mm -hmm. And that's where I've gotten kind of, kind of gotten upset with him, but you know, we learn as we grow. Mm -hmm. And I, I do, I do notice people's, um, tone change when mm. they see my hands mm. and I do always wear a wedding ring though yeah or married you know married and I just like to I guess make sure they see my ring so they know I'm just not some other guy mm -hmm. right so oh this guy's this guy's dedicated this guy's married he has a kid you know I make mm. sure to bring all that up so they just don't see me as I just want to make money and and get tattoos and cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that. But def definitely there is that. I do notice that mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, definitely first uh, impressions, um, you know, yeah. sometimes make a difference. And unfortunately, there's always uh, stereotypes and, uh, um, you know, things that people are going to be. Um, uh, put against you regardless right yeah um i always say like it's it's out of your control um yeah i'm, I'm sure uh -huh. you know if you look uh, everybody's got their own um what would be the word uh, i'm gonna say judgments but that's not the that's not the word i'm looking for it uh -huh. just escapes my mind right now um uh, or assumption maybe well just like you know like if you even look look on yourself i'm sure there's people or situations that you can think of yourself having uh bias against um, of course, yeah. uh, right whether mm -hmm. so i always say to myself you know it's um uh, you know, not everybody's going to resonate with you, right? They might yeah. uh, not like you because of the way you look. They might not like you because mm -hmm. of the way your skin color is. They might not like you, exactly, yeah. right? And you can't worry about that. It, that's their mm -hmm. that's their problem. It's not your problem. Um, and, yeah. you know, like I say, if you examine yourself closely enough, you'll realize that you have the same. There's probably, you may not think you do, but I'm sure mm -hmm. there's situations where you're in and you'll like choose one person or one situation over another because of how that person looks or, or whatever exactly. the, the case may be. Right. And it's very difficult yeah. to, um, you know, to honestly say that, no, you never do that. Right. Everybody does it. It's yeah. just human nature. Right. Uh, it it's, yeah. it's just one of those things. Right. So you, you got to remember in those situations that you know, that's their, um, their issue at the, you know, it's not your uh, yeah. sort of issue at the moment and not uh, hold it, um, personally against them. Um, just, it's just one of those things, right? It's like, um, yeah, well, it's, it's one of those things like mm -hmm. in the Bible, uh, where it, it talks about, um, the people wanting to stone, uh, the woman, uh, for adultery and, uh, yep. You know, and then Jesus comes along and he's like, uh, you know, and they're telling him what they're going to do. And he's like, you know, picks up a rock and hands it, you know, to them basically saying, well, the first of you that's uh, uh, without sin, cast the first stone. Mm -hmm. and, exactly. and nobody can do it, right? Because yep. in, you know, in your nature, that's how it is. You're, that's the mm -hmm. thing, right? So, yeah, you just got to kind of not take it personally and just be like, you know what? Uh, it is what it is. We're all kind of essentially... Um, can be the same at certain times, uh, and yeah. um, 
and just go on from there, right? And just be like, you know, not not react in a in a way, not react basically, not put yourself to their level at that moment and react and you'll mm-hmm. get into a big argument or fight or whatever. Just yeah, do what yeah, you did, right? That. You you apologized, you explained the situation and and that, and you mm-hmm. uh, attempted uh, to say that you know you'll clean it up uh, and sort of thing, right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, that uh, yeah. you see a lot of people. I think these days are so quick to jump to. Uh, arguing and getting to fights and and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, because over here it's just it's just Latinos you'll see being gardeners. So, mm-hmm. and most of the time it's not even not even the boss, mm. the owner of the company that's in the field working. It's that guy that they're helping now come up, right? yeah, yeah. Make, make money, and they don't know the language, so they just like my dad. He knows he knows the language. You know how to speak it, write it, all that. So if he finds a guy that needs help, he'll be like, oh, do this, this, and that. He'll tell him in Spanish at this property. Mm-hmm. And and then the client will come out and, I guess, ask for something, and the guy doesn't know what to do. He doesn't he doesn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. And that's where, I guess, problems arise, and that's where they get, I don't know, scared or mm-hmm. judgmental, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I say all the time, mm-hmm. I've, I've said the story too, um, you know, people are very against... Um, you know, immigrants at times and stuff and coming, they're going to take all these Mm -hmm. jobs and stuff. But at the same time, I think and go, okay, well, you know, a lot of times those people are doing jobs that you don't want uh, in the first place. And secondly, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll look at somebody that immigrates to the country and in like, you know, four or five years and they've got like a nice house and they've got, um, you know, a nice car and things like that. And they, you know, they built a business Mm -hmm. and they were successful and they were dedicated and doing all that stuff. And it's like, well, they did that in five years and you've been sitting on your ass complaining for the last 30 (laughs) living here. So what, yeah. right? Like you could have done the same thing. Yeah. What? There's no, exactly. there's no difference. They're not stealing the opportunity from you. The opportunity is everywhere. No. It's, it's everywhere. It's a bunch of work out there. Yeah. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the heart to go out and do it and, uh, and to sacrifice and not sit in front of the TV or play video games or, you know, TikTok yeah. and stuff like that and, and, yeah. and do all that, uh, you know, stuff that yeah. uh, is there to sabotage you along the way uh, and to yeah, focus on those dreams. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have big respect for those people working fast food, janitors, all that. Mm-hmm. A lot of respect. I treat them the same as a CEO yep. of Apple. Yeah, I, yeah. I treat them the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, mm-hmm. uh, what is one um, hidden pitfall that you see with running a, a landscaping or, or lawn care business that you see maybe prevents other people from succeeding? Um, it's a good question. Shoot. Is there anything that you see like other companies doing that you, you know, when you, maybe when you're driving around that you're like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I always, I always struggled before mm-hmm. into wanting a nice truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have a nice truck, cool logo and being licensed. That's, that's something else mm-hmm. I would like to talk about if possible. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to look good. I always wanted to look good, so people would want that yep. good-looking truck in their front yard, right? And then listening to you and listening to Mike Andes, and and I'm just also as I'm growing, as I'm getting older and growing, I always remember that uh, what is it? Your truck is not supposed to make you look good; it's supposed to make you money, mm-hmm. right? And I have a 2007 
Colorado. It's in Isuzu. Yeah. But I series two ninety. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody a lot of I guess a lot of people don't know those trucks exist, so I just say Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know, it's a bright red. It's got a little dings and chips. Mm-hmm. Um I keep it clean though, like you said, you have a two thousand five, right? Yeah. You see? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I know I keep the tires shining. I keep it clean. It looks it looks nice. I have it I have it really nicely organized. You know, I carry just four tools with me. Mm-hmm. And then the sprayer, but um, that's something. That's something I thought I needed, but as I'm growing, I don't. Mm-hmm. But maybe um, other companies are doing. I think a big thing here is being licensed in mm-hmm. the state of California. I think yep. that's a huge game changer. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, you're licensed, right? Yep. yep. And how did that process go with you in Canada? Um, well, it's, if, you, if your relatives too, are they licensed? How did you guys talk about that? Uh, well, it depends on, um, the type of licensing that you're talking about. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so I advertise that I'm fully insured and licensed. Um, so right. what I mean by the licensed is that I'm not, you know, under the radar, I've got a business license. Um, now if you're going, I don't need any other license for like cutting grass and stuff like that. If I were okay. to spray, um, any sort of chemical, um, you know, herbicide, um, then mm-hmm. you need to be licensed separately for that. Uh, and oh, okay. I was at a point, I had to go through a course and everything to uh, learn mm-hmm. all about that. And and uh, I got my uh, applicator's license and all that sort of stuff. But I only, um, in fact, I've, and I've told this story before as well, uh, that once I got the license, once I actually went through the course and learned why you're getting a license, uh-huh. because the, the, you know, things like Roundup and stuff, they are potentially yeah. very dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. I linked it back to a time when I got very sick and remembered that that was Whoa. the same day that I was using Roundup um, and was wearing like shorts and I was just at my own oh, house no. doing some stuff and I ended up uh-huh. um, in an ambulance and in the hospital later that evening. Oh, um, and it wasn't until a couple years later taking that course that I kind of connected the dots looking backwards. Uh-huh. So when I finished the course, they're like, congratulations, you know, you passed and everything. And I was like, thanks, but I'm never touching that <laughs> stuff again from what, <laughs> from what I've learned in this course. And they said, you know what? You're not the first person to ever say that. And, True wow. to my word, I have never touched the stuff. My license was good wow. for three years at that time, and I mm-hmm. never once did a job where I needed to spray a chemical ever since. And I let that license run out, and I've never renewed it. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't touch chemicals anymore uh, uh-huh, for that okay. sort of thing, right? So. Uh, for me, that's the process. And in terms of licensing, I'm just talking about business mm-hmm. license now. I don't do licensing for like chemicals or things like that. Okay, because over here supposedly we're anything over five hundred dollars mm-hmm. including material and labor you need a you need a business license okay yeah but any yeah i mean yeah so that's, that's similar so that, it's yeah yeah it's a yeah. game changer over here yeah yeah so that's similar so, that's uh, i've always had a, yeah. i've always had a business license for, okay for, yeah. for each of the years and uh Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it always ticks me off because like, uh, every February I pay for it, and this year yeah. it was uh, it keeps it always goes up, right? Of course, um, yeah. And I never once in my eighteen years has a bylaw officer or anybody stopped and asked me to see my license. Um, 
So mm-hmm. this year, I think it was like $330 for the license here. Okay. And well. I'm like, $330 for basically an 8 by 10 piece of paper out of a printer. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, every year. Yeah. And not once has anybody ever asked me for this year after year after year after year. But right. it is what it is, right? If I'm going to advertise mm-hmm. that I'm licensed and stuff, then I've got to be licensed. Right. You know, if they, if they want to search mm-hmm. up the business directories, they're going to find my name there in that city, yeah. right? So it's one of those right. things. More trusting. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What is your uh, biggest frustration about running your lawn care business? Um, biggest frustration? Probably just like the body aches, just being tired. Okay, yeah. Uh, coming home and, you know, my son wanting to play. Mm-hmm. My wife wanted to, wanted to, you know, spend time and hang out, catch up. That was your day and all that, which I do. Mm-hmm. I do push through, but. How old are you? Uh, like I've I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a 40, 50. Year old. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned 48 a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, <laughs> 48. yeah, I'm listening to you going, yeah, get used to it, buddy. It's not going to get easier. <laughs> yeah. So I also, I wake up 530 mm-hmm. and I get up, I work out a bit and then I study for this business license. And then, then I'll go do the, you know, seven hours of labor. Right. And then I'll take an hour for lunch and I'll take pretty much I average about an hour of driving every day. Okay. So eight to five PM, right? That's the nine hours. And I just come home and gosh, you know, I have a little puppy too. Mm. But I love it though. I love it. I love the challenge. I don't um like you said, like that office work stuff, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I just need to be active, need to be doing something. And I think that's the only frustration. Also, the other frustration is what we touched on before is about being Latino mm-hmm. and doing all these bids and estimates and just not hearing back and always thinking, shoot, is it, is it my tattoos? Is it, and then I always tell my wife, should I get rid of them? Should I pay the, the money to, to get rid of them and all that? And then I just rather, I guess, invest in my business instead of paying those thousands of dollars for removal. That I've already, I guess, mm-hmm. invested in when I was 18. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So that's pretty much it. What, um, what would you say is one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? One thing, maybe the upfront cost. Okay. So it can be, because like I said, you know, I split, I split pretty much uh, maintenance repairs with the truck and gas and all that with my dad. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have that, I'd be spending a lot more. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we, we spend about 90 bucks every week Yep. to, to operate every week, every week clients and all that. And we split that, you know, 45 bucks, 50 bucks, $40 every week. And then oil change and all that. And then the tools alone, that it is, it is a lot to, to start one and then to answer your question i think it's the upfront cost Mm -hmm. everything needed to operate every day every week every month yeah one um Mm -hmm. reminds me speaking back to equipment uh we're getting close Mm -hmm. to wrapping up here last few questions and stuff but you just uh, kind of popped in my head um thinking about that battery equipment um how many uh, batteries Mm -hmm. are you running uh, to be able to get through a day oh um well, I guess to sum it up, I guess quickly, I 
I do about 30 minutes to 40 minutes every day of a string trimmer mm -hmm. along with the, along with the hedge trimmer, a little bit less around 20 minutes mm -hmm. and mowing about an hour. Mm -hmm. So I do carry two of each just in case. Yeah. Except the hedge trimmer, the hedge trimmer, the two and a half amp runs for about an hour. I, I never go through that. Um, the mower, I got the seven and a half amp. I got, I carry two of those with me. Mm hmm and then I carry the five amp with the string trimmer along with an extra two and a half amp for that. And then the echo leaf blower, of course, I just got a, yeah, yeah. I got a sure can two and a half gallon. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Mixed fuel for that. Yeah. And that's typically yeah, running little, for, little, for half a day, right? Cause then you're going to work with your, with Oh your, no. Oh, no, that's that'll, that'll, yeah, that'll pretty much finish. Oh, okay. Pretty quick. Like I said, the, the lawns are pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, typically. Yeah, longer, small, more, yeah. little more head trimming, more leaf blowing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a uh, for each property. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty similar with me, um, with people. Uh -huh. That's why I say, like, for like small properties and stuff, it's very doable with battery stuff. Yeah. You know, with the Milwaukee, sure. I was taking um, three nine amp hour batteries with me to use for the trimmer, and I would only typically mm -hmm. use uh, two of them. Um, uh -huh. And and occasionally would have to put the third one in if it was like that head, you know, heavy spring growth. Yeah. Um, then uh -huh. maybe by the last house it would die out, and then I'd have to put the third one in uh, to finish right. off the house. And then with the um, handheld blower, I had uh, a twelve amp hour battery, and I could get through most days. I could get through the entire day with some wow. to spare because you're just blowing off some sidewalks or small little you know properties yeah, and stuff right. right and it's not always running it's mm -hmm. only running when you're actually blowing right when you're walking from the exactly. truck and stuff it's mm -hmm. not idling it. and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so it was yeah it's it's very doable to get through a a, a day uh with that stuff um if you're yeah. just doing you know regular weekly type maintenance um exactly. uh, type things yeah um, mm -hmm. so, uh, we're down to the last two questions. Uh, and, uh, this next one is another one of my favorites. And that is, uh, share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. So if somebody, um, you know, that you know, and that you like, and that you trust, uh, that you'd mm -hmm. only want them to succeed, uh, maybe a, a, a cousin, a friend or something like that would come up to you yeah. and say, um, or I'm thinking about starting a lawn care or landscaping business. What's your best piece of advice for me? What would you say? Um, here in my, where I'm from, I would say, I would say go for it, but also make sure you have, I guess, just enough for that start, the startup cost. Like I said, if it's somebody just working at a fast food place that owns a Prius, mm -hmm. like for, first, you're either going to have to tow with that Prius, yeah. a trailer, or you're going to have to invest in a truck. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the upfront cost definitely comes to play. And these also these tools, whether they're battery or gas, they're not cheap mm -hmm. and it adds up and to make also to maintain them and run them in gas nowadays too. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So I would just, I don't know what specific numbers to throw at them, but I would just say, just, I guess, search the tool. Yeah. Um, just try to put some numbers together for the gas you're going to spend if you're all, if you're going all gas equipment. Yeah. Um, and to see, um, try to find a reliable, affordable, cheap truck to start nice. just to get you by. And, mm -hmm. you know, definitely some door hangers, definitely some advertising and some, what I did when I first started, I followed this, 
piece of advice from Keith Kalfas. Yeah. He, like one of his YouTube videos, he said pretty much write down a hundred people that you know mm-hmm. and call them mm-hmm. and say, Hey, do you need any yard work? Mm-hmm. If not, do you know somebody that does? Yeah. If, if so, or no, you know, pass my name around. This is my name, my number, my website, whatever. And that's, that's what I did. That's what I, that's what me and my wife did. She's mm-hmm. very supportive, very, very smart, very helpful with me and my business. And that's what we did. And that's what helped us too. Nice. But I couldn't, I couldn't imagine just starting everything from scratch. Yeah. yeah. And I just had the luxury of my dad mm-hmm. doing that for the past 40 years. Yeah. Having a great mentor. And yeah, a great mentor and helping me out with the truck he already had for mm-hmm. an emergency. He yeah. had that Isuzu for, oh, okay. you know, to go see jobs and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. He had two other big trucks yeah. for bigger stuff and commercial maintenance and all. So he said, yeah, like, go for it. You know, I'll help you. So, I mean, I guess I'm not the best uh, person to go for advice because, like I said, I've had the luxury to start and go smooth. Mm-hmm. But answer your question yeah yeah no that's a great point i'll add um mm-hmm. though uh even for people who are thinking about starting a, a lawn care or landscaping business uh even if mm-hmm. you own a prius there's still hope <laughs> i was uh, sure. i think one of the interview episodes i did uh was uh with a quiet lawn uh, like all battery powered mm-hmm. uh, thing and they actually right. have priuses Michael. yeah that they yeah, use Michael. Um, with mm-hmm. the little kind of like um, utility racks on the back yeah, hitch. Yeah, the cargo. With, yeah, the cargo hitch, ramp, yeah. right? So it carries the trimmers mm-hmm. and blowers in the back of the Prius and then the mower You're with right. the handle folded uh, in the back, right? So there's, yeah, there's if right. there's a will, there's a way uh, to yeah. be able to do it, right? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah, sure. awesome. So uh, last question for you, and that is uh, how can people uh, follow you online? Um. It's funny, I don't have any social media. <laughs> I don't have a current website. I do plan on it. I had social media, it was just so annoying yep. to me. Um, just, you know, growing up, middle school, high school, all those guys, whatever, drama. Yep. So I got, got rid of it, and I don't have anything now. I think right now I do want to be licensed first. Yep. And then I'll start. I'll start heavily advertising again or create a website. Mm-hmm. I'll create social media, maybe Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Are the two I, I probably would only want. Yep. But that's about it. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, there's a there's a first. <laughs> Usually, uh, people are coming onto the podcast because they want to promote themselves and uh, you know uh, get on there and have people follow them and stuff like that. So this is the first uh, yeah. no uh, ulterior motive for you coming onto the show other than just uh, sharing your story. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I've always um, you remind me of my dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've always followed your YouTube and podcast. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to be on there. Thank you again. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, thanks. Likewise. So there you have it, Long Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed uh, interview episode with Hernan Hernandez from uh, Green Terrace Landscape. Um, normally, I would say I would leave some links in the podcast show notes uh, where you can follow him online. But uh, uh, if uh, ever uh, he does uh, get onto uh, uh, Instagram or anything like that, uh, then I guess uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll uh, tag him in that. Uh, if uh, we can get him to maybe start a, uh, an Instagram uh, account for uh, for his uh, Green Terrace uh, landscape page. Uh, So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.